Welcome to Are We Pretty, a podcast dedicated to highlighting all things drag. I'm Annalie Duchet. And this is Miami Rose. Whether you're a fan of drag or a full-time entertainer, this is the podcast for you. Each and every single episode is cram-packed with drag news, exclusive interviews, and a weekly topic that'll leave you gagging for more. This week, we dive into the grand finale of War of the Roses Season 3. And we pick the brain of Annalie's long-lost sister, Touche Yvonne Duche. So get ready to get into it. This is... Are, are we, we pretty? pretty? The British are back. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. here we are. Here we are. My um, Here's the thing. My... My camera is not working, and so it's really throwing me off. It's throwing me off my game. Um, so I have to get over it. This is just my inner saboteur right now. It's harmful, dangerous, gross, disgusting, and should never be promoted. I hate that for you. I think it's disgusting that your computer is attacking you in this way, and I can only hope that from here we can learn how to grow from this situation. Oh, she's growing. She's growing. <laughs> so how have you been this week? Oh, I've been so good. Um, you know, it is uh, the Thanksgiving break for us. And so we have the week off. So I'm really excited to just rest to get fat because I know that's what's going to happen. And I'm just excited to sleep. I love sleeping. How do you feel about sleep? Uh, what's your sleep number? I love to sleep. Literally, I woke up like 10 minutes before the podcast was supposed to be uh, recorded today. So um, I dabble in sleeping <laughs> do you like thanksgiving are you are you a are you a turkey day kind of girl you know i i kind of am so i really do love the thanksgiving food but i've gone vegetarian for like the last almost two years now so um thanksgiving is a little bit of a different experience for me i appreciate the sides a lot more though like I love mashed potatoes or like a really good mac and cheese. She don't like eating meat. She's never liked eating meat. If she wanted to eat meat, she could probably go out there and eat meat because she is what? Meatless. <laughs> you could never eat meat because you are not that kind of girl. Thanksgiving is uh, not really my favorite holiday. And I, here's the thing. I don't really like the holidays. Like, I'm oh, yeah, more of a, I'm more of a let's get this shit over with kind of girl um, because after Christmas is my birthday. So that's what I care about. I just care about getting it over with so we can move on into the new year. And uh, that way I can get, you know, gifts. I love gifts. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not much of a holiday person either. I would rather not feel guilty about seeing people that I, I don't know. I'm fine not seeing. Right. It doesn't take a, a fucking feast to have to bring us together. Like if you need to call me, like you have my number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't see that happening so you know what you should say that to every person you see on thanksgiving right they're gonna be like fuck my turkey right <laughs> um, well, no stuff of- my turkey um uh, oh turkey i wish i had a turkey sound effect <laughs> this is the closest i have <laughs> i think that's what a turkey sounds like uh well, Miami, before we get in, th- that sound makes me think of War of the Roses, uh, which we have to get into because it's the finale and I cannot fucking wait to talk about this. Uh, I heard that there was a little situation that happened with you at Atomic Rose on on this Saturday. 
this past yeah, Saturday night. It, okay, uh, so it, it was Sunday morning. Oh, it was Sunday. It, Shit. It, okay. it was the brunch, and your girl has fell off the fucking stage. It was so funny. And <laughs> I know that people were like recording the number. I saw phones. So I know someone has this fucking video of me falling off the stage. And I mean, I literally took a tumble. It was <laughs> Tina took a tumble. Um, I could not have felt more ungracefully like it was really funny it was really embarrassing and i'm owning up to it i'm this is my stronger tour i'm coming back from it (laughs) Uh, i'll be selling merch there'll be stickers i don't know i'm just like i feel like i could have died and i'm rising from the ashes from it you know what i mean yeah i want to i want to know what what was the number that you were sing that you were uh performing best fucking part of this whole oh, story is so funny <laughs> okay so y'all know that i don't do serious shit okay it's always funny i'm always like tongue-in-cheek trying to be like stupid but today i literally was like well not today well sunday i was literally like listen i am going through it today i'm not really like in like a funny mood i need to get out my emotions like i just i need to vent and doing it on the stage is always a place to go like for an entertainer like if you're going through something put it out on the stage and just channel that energy through your performance so I decided I was going to do a ballad and it was going to be like a really serious number I just wanted to like show some versatility I guess and when I tell you this is the universe being like girl no you're actually a, a walking joke like here you go bitch literally I'm 30 seconds into doing uh what is that song um resentment by Beyonce and I was really into it I was really feeling it literally I go to take a step down the runway and I eat shit and literally like (laughs) fall and fucking fall I I fall on the runway and then fall down the stairs oh shit (laughs) Mammy, did you did you hurt yourself no I'm great I literally like I hit the I hit the ground and I I popped right back up I finished my number and after the gig, it's funny, I was on the the little patio at Atomic and this huge party of people that had came for this girl's birthday. They walked out, they were going to their car and they stopped me and they were like, you did so good today. I was like, did y'all all miss me eating actual shit? And they were like, girl, but you recovered so fast. And I was like, if y'all think that was a good recovery, like I want to know what you would think an actual recovery would look like because that was not a swift recovery. That was me eating shit, thinking I was going to die, literally face planting on the ground, a mess. Um, and yes, I did win season one of war. Uh, <laughs> among among a few other things. You're a winner, yeah. baby. You're a winner, <laughs> baby. Yeah, RuPaul said it first. Um, <laughs> listen, you know, sometimes people fall down. It's the getting back up that counts. And uh, I did eventually get back up. Well, if anyone has that video, please, please post it, send it our way. Um, Miami can, maybe you can get on uh, the beatdown by Willem. That'd be cute, right? That was the universe being like, girl, no, we got to step it up. Yeah, get into it. Yeah, yes. Uh, Speaking of stepping it up, let's talk about War of the Roses, where they have stepped up. Uh, a fucking finale for War of the Roses. This season three finale was so good. It was really good. So, well, this is the War of the Roses review. 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 
Yes. Well, uh, tonight was such a good night. Th- or this night of the season finale of War of the Roses was so, so good. Um, in case y'all have not been paying attention, in the top three, we had Miss Mary Gagdalen, Miss Shanice Cassadine, and Miss Iris LaFleur. And what do you think about this top three, Miami? You've, you've experienced three top threes of, of war. Yeah, I think going into this top three, this was such a strong group of girls. Like, they all brought their A game. It was so good. And honestly, any one of them could have snatched the win. So it was just really, really good. It was a really good night. Everybody did so good. I'm so proud of these entertainers. Like, Jesus Christ, what a way to end the season. Yeah, it's it was pretty incredible. Um, I'm excited to go through these numbers and to do our final bloom and doom of the season. Miami, can you believe that we've been blooming and dooming for uh, eight eight weeks? Yeah, we have been crushing people's feelings for months now, <laughs> and I cannot wait to deliver the final blow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. So let's get into it. Um, do you remember what they, what they, what like the, the themes were? Cause I sure don't. So there were three different categories that the girls had to compete in tonight. The first category was Rose's choice where they had to choose. A, I think it was an element of ballroom. Like a classic right? ballroom theme. Yeah. And the second one was opulence. They had to come out and do this high poor drag number. They wanted to see glamor. We want to see basically you at your most elegant and then the last performance was basically whatever you want to do like showcase this is you yeah Um, this is me and then the runway was finale eleganza right i'm pretty sure yeah finale eleganza extravaganza so yeah this was definitely a challenging night because they had basically they had to do more than they've had to do all season this is this is the only night where they're challenged to do four different things so i'm yeah. excited to dive into it let's go ahead and jump into the first category which was rose's choice doing Wait, we didn't uh we didn't decide what our little thingy majinkies will be oh for rose's choice let's do um could it be a rose or a thorn Oh, yeah, I like that. Let's do Rose or Thorn. So first up was Mary. Mary came out and did Butch Queen for Rose's Choice. Um, I think that the number was really good. I enjoyed the look that she was serving. She definitely gave the category of Butch Queen. Um, My only issue with the number was it really didn't go anywhere. Um, Mm. It just kind of stayed the same the whole time. But that's not to say that the number wasn't good. The number was pretty good. Um, And she looked great. She looked amazing. And she was giving Butch Queen like she really hit the category. So I enjoyed the number and I think it's a rose for me. I'm going to agree with that. I think I love the way that Mary looks. Um, It's very butch, very dom, very cool, still very femme as well. Um, She has her little butt cheeks out, which is so cute. And yeah, she performed this really well. I will agree with you though. I think she kind of 
I think we we said this last time, but she kind of started at a 10 and it was just a 10 the whole time, which means that it's good the whole time. Um, but you know, it just gets, it gets a little, it gets a little boring to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think if you're going to come out at a 10, you have to like keep the numbers short, sweet and to the point. You know yeah. what I mean? There you go. I will. I did like the mix too, the, the Eminem mix, um, or Marshall Mathers, really whatever you want to call. Very cool. It was, uh, it was like Eminem's gay cousin. <laughs> Which I, I appreciate. Miss M and M. Next up was Shanice. And Shanice decided to serve high fashion sportswear. And that she did. Literally from the time she walked out on her number to the time the number ended, I was in awe. I was captivated. She did, looked amazing. Head to toe. Yeah. Um, and the number was really, really cute. Like the mix was everything. The look was everything. It was one of those moments where I was like, oh shit, Shanice is here to play. Like she really wants this. And I mean, she knew every word, she hit every beat, like it was good. Yeah, this is a complete rose. Uh, She looks good, number one. Look at her, look at her right now on this freaking screen. Look at this picture right here. She looks so good. Also, I will say when I saw this, I did think this to me gives me a little bit more of Miss Peacock because she did Miss Peacock. Peacock. Yes, right. Right. It's a complete Uh, rose for me as well. It's. I mean, you can't deny she looks amazing. You know, and this actually makes me. It makes me feel very stupid. Um, So this is a moment of vulnerability uh, for me. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I chose high fashion sportswear for my finale and i did not know what that meant and i thought i was looking at things in the right way but obviously i wasn't um i did not know that this is what high fashion sportswear was and fuck so yeah (laughs) i remember yeah yeah. you did the workout thing yeah (laughs) (laughs) right so um i'm a dumb bitch and shanice is fucking amazing. Look at her. Yeah, this is a complete rose. You better work, Shanice. Harmful, dangerous, gross, disgusting, and should never be promoted. <laughs> Me. In the finale of War. Listen, sometimes mistakes were made. Uh, <laughs> but what wasn't a mistake was this next entertainer. Iris came out and did Banji Girl. And I loved this number. I think it was badass. She looked like she was ready to beat someone up. Yeah, something about Iris tells me that she's always ready to beat someone up. But no, this was so good. This was a complete rose for me. I love, um, she had a bat, you know, like she was about to bust the windows out your car. I think that was a part of the mix. Um, She was fun to watch. I love what she's wearing. She looked good. This was so good. You better work, Iris. Yes. Yeah, this is a rose for me as well. I think this was really, really good. Um, Good for you, bitch. Yeah, and the next category is opulence uh oh can we do uh does she is she owning it or is she borrowing it oh my god i love it i love it yes let's do it (laughs) okay i think it'll be fine i don't think anyone is borrowing it honestly so um all right so first up for opulence we had mary jane gagdalin who is wearing this beautiful gown and if I remember, she did a, was it a Cardi B song that she was performing to? Yes, it, it was It was not a traditional opulent song that I would think of to go to, but right. she looked amazing. Yeah. Um, I 
have to say, I'm not sure if I liked the number too much, but I think her look to me just really, I, I didn't even care. I was like, I want to watch her perform this for, for a moment. Um, so overall, I'm going to say she definitely owns this for sure. You own Yeah, everything. I agree. I think she is owning it. I think that in terms of the number, it wasn't my favorite everything. song choice as well. But I do think that Mary looks really, really good. She looked expensive. The look was right. So yeah. I do commend her on looking opulent. I think the number could have been more opulent. But overall, she's owning it. Um, up next to the stage for opulence was Miss Shanice Cassadine, who originally came out in this orange cover-up and she took it off into this beautiful orange and pink rhinestone beaded gown with this beautiful upswoop hairdo. Um, and I remember it, I had to stop taking pictures because I wanted to just watch her because this was so good. So she was definitely owning it. She owns this 100%. Yeah, Shanice looked really, really good. Definitely owned it. Um, I will say at first, when she walked out in the cover-up, I was a little concerned. I was like, oh, God, is this the outfit she's wearing? And then she did the reveal, and I was like, okay, there it is. This is what this right. is what I came here for. She looked amazing. And I will say, Shanice got paid from the time she walked out <laughs> to the time she left the stage. Like, they yes. were tipping the doll. Um, so, good for her. Definitely owning it. Loved this number. And last for opulence is Miss Iris Lafleur, who also was very beautiful in a beaded gown, um, you know, performing with high energy, emotional energy that she always brings. I think overall, uh, she was owning it. Um, if I had to give a critique, I would say the dress looked, it, I feel like the dress could have fit just a teeny bit better, but she's owning it. Oh, she's coming for the pit, honey. Right. Uh, I think that this was definitely owning it. If I'm being honest, I think this might have been my favorite performance. Everything. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I really enjoyed, or during this category, this was definitely my favorite performance of the three. I think that she was very, very opulent. I think she looked great. And Iris knows how to do a ballad. Yeah. It's definitely her strong suit. And I, I definitely enjoyed this. I, I think it was really good. Honestly, um, she needs to do a master class because I I would I love ballads and I want to perform them. I just don't know how. I don't get it. Yeah, well I think it starts with looking like Iris and being able to move <laughs> like her. It's the bitch <laughs> The bitch has this energy about her. I just, I I can't explain it. She has this aura. Uh so yeah, she's owning it. She's she owns something. And then we have the final category, which was, what was it? The final category was showcase who you are. This is the, this is me category. Okay. Um, and we started off with Mary. Mary did a Gaga tribute number. And I actually enjoyed the number. I just think that Mary looked a little bit nervous. Mm. Uh, she was a little shaky. Um, and there were points in the number where she stumbled a little bit. But I will say, I think Mary did a really good job. I think that the reveals were correct. I think yep. that the number was right. It just was a little bit, a little bit off. I think she might have been nervous. Yeah, we didn't come up with a thing for this one. Oh, let's do, uh, let's um, do a okay. please or tease. Oh, a please or a tease? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's, uh, I, think, yeah. I think that Mary's number was definitely a please for me. I think it was good. I think it was solid. I just think comparatively, the other numbers were a little bit stronger. 
Yeah, I'm gonna give this a please. A please is good, right? Like, please give me more. Yes, please. Okay, is great. Good. Yeah, so I I like this a lot. Um, I thought her look was so good. The reveals, like you said, were correct. Um, I think this is like one of the looks that I've liked the most on Mary so far. I think she looked very very beautiful. I love the way that this cover up like makes her body look and then her her bodysuit she was wearing underneath was just really really sexy and pretty um and it was fun to watch this was great i'm it's a it's a please yeah and i will say also mary is a gaga impersonator she she does gaga a lot so oh. I, I think that it was it was pretty accurate to gaga i think that the the moves were correct and she did a good job so good for her mm. well next up we had miss shanice cassadine who also had reveal after reveal after reveal. A very high high energy as she always gives. Um, I'm gonna say overall, this is a please. This was like a classic Shanice uh, show. And I, I loved it. I, I would watch this every single weekend. Yeah, I agree. I think Shanice came out and showcased exactly who she is. And it was like Shanice dialed to 11. Like it was like cranked up. So I appreciated it. I thought it was good. And I enjoyed the reveals a lot. I think I think she was really on tonight. So last up was Iris and Iris came out and did Release Me, which is a song that she frequents. Um, and I really enjoyed this number. I think that the look was correct. I think that this outfit, first can we talk about this outfit? Like, yeah, let's, really let's talk about the outfit. outfit. I want it. I, my favorite color is animal print. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, Love it. I love this outfit. I think that the number was really cute. I think that she gave energy. I think that she showcased what she would be bringing to Atomic if she if she won. And uh, I think they all did that, really. They all kind of yeah. like this. This number was basically like, this is what we're going to do every weekend if we're here. And and I really appreciated this number from Iris. I think it was good. So I'm going to please it as well. Yeah, I'm pleasing this one. She she looks gorgeous. Look at this outfit i want it too i want that hair i want those heels i want that wig i want, I want that makeup that i want that trophy yes come on charlie um so yeah this is a total please so then after the girls competed we had the march of the queens everyone returned um were there any standout looks from the returning girls that you want to talk about anybody blow your mind with their look you know what? I am always here for a Jalea moment. Um, I <laughs> I really love Jalea and every single thing that she's done so far. Um, and so I was so excited to see her. I loved what she was wearing. This That mask she had was really cute. The emerald green kind of uh, gown she had with the hat was cute. Um, so Jalea ate it for me. Yeah. And I'd also like to say a special shout out to uh, Aubrey, I think Aubrey's look was super, super cute. I loved her returning look. Very cute. Um, but Julia, yes, Julia eats every runway she's on. Yeah. Eats, honey. Next was the runway, and they were tasked with showcasing a finale eleganza look. First up was Mary, and Mary came out in this red, fluffy moment. She had this big blonde wig on. She looked so cute. I really enjoyed this look. I will say it was a little reminiscent of her runway for Avant Garden. It kind of looked like the bottom of the dress was the top of that look. Yeah. Am I the only one that's seeing this? No. 
<laughs> no, Miami. Uh, I I will agree with with that last point. It does. It it might not be, but it is what it appears. Yeah. It it they those looks could be related. Um, <laughs> but I will say, Mary looks really really good. She looks sexy in red. I love this look. She, I mean, she looks good. You can't deny she doesn't look good. Um, overall, this is a bloom oh, for me. Victory. I do enjoy the look. It is a bloom for me. The only thing that I want is a little bit more of like a cinched in moment. Um, I just wanted a little bit more of an interesting shape here is is what I'm missing. But she still looks so good. I also love the hair. I love the jewelry she has on. Overall, this is a bloom for Miss Mary Jane. Um, next up, we had Shanice Cassadine, who came out in this beautiful shimmery blue gown this is a bloom 100 percent. she looks gorgeous i love this like this tone of blue this hue of blue it's very very gorgeous and it's shining in all of the right places and that headpiece yeah. is fucking lit she shut the shit down bitch she looks so good this is a <laughs> complete bloom this yeah. might be the best janice has looked all season and what a time to do it what a time to look the best you've ever looked like the very end you know what i mean yeah this is and, a, this is a type of i want to try my damnedest to pull out a look like this i need to try i'm gonna try it because i this is too much for me i mean the outfit is gorgeous she looks amazing it looks expensive as fuck and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it i can't i there's i I love everything about it. So the wig is good. The earrings are good. This is all good. Head to toe. Maybe a nail. She could use a nail. (laughs) Girl, don't do her like that. I'm joking. She looks so good. Oh yeah, this is blue. Wow. (laughs) Next up, we have. Oh look, I never wore nails. Next up, we have Miss Iris Lafleur. Oh, very interesting. Uh, Who looks also fucking gorgeous? This beautiful red feather gown with this beautiful like red feather headpiece with a blonde wig she looks so good this is a bloom yeah this is a complete bloom for me i also think iris looks really really good like i mean this was top tier drag like very cute love the headpiece it's giving me showgirl it's giving me uh she works the strip and uh i i love it i think it's so good this is a complete bloom well um so that's first the- of all i think we should jump into miss congeniality because that was first so sure. um the girls were asked to vote for miss congeniality for season three and the results are in the winner of miss congeniality is jalea jolie times she's congenial no, I don't yes. think you understand. I'm obsessed. Yeah, she did that. Super proud of you, bitch. You definitely deserve it. And uh, can't wait who, to see what who, else you do. Who won Miss Congenial for y'all? Was there a congenial winner? We actually didn't have a Miss Congeniality. We didn't. Oh. We didn't. Who would you have voted for? Who would I have voted for? Honestly, probably Tiffany. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say Tiffany was definitely one of the nicest people I met. She's still yeah. nice. So. I uh, I have no qualms. I voted for Ariella, who won the season two Miss Congeniality. Yeah, she's a super nice bitch. Really like her. I like her a lot. Uh, she's cool. Now it's time to talk about the results. So um, the top three were brought back out and it was announced that moving on to the top two lip sync for the win, 
will be Shanice and Iris. What did you think about this? I think given the history of the show, I would have imagined Mary would have been in the top because she had won, you know, a a few episodes and she had usually been placed, you know, high kind of towards the end. She's, I guess some steam started to be lost with Mary. Uh, But what I, what I will say is that I appreciated that Bella was like for tonight, we are not looking at track record. We are looking at what happens on this evening and given that statement, I think this top two is is the top two that I would agree with. Yeah, I just have to say really fast on the pod, for the record, um, if things were based on track record, like if it was supposed to be the girl with the most wins or the most high placements is the one that is going to win the whole thing, sure. why, would they, why would they have a finale? Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, sure, yeah, yeah. There's no reason to bring the girls and have them compete for the win if it's just going to be given to the girl with the most wins throughout the competition. Like, these girls all fought to get to this top three spot, and this was the moment to take it all home and put it all in. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that this was the correct choice for the night. Um, however, that does not take away from Mary's amazing run. She did so good all season. Oh, yeah. And placing consistently in the top is not an easy feat. So I do have to commend her for that. She did a really, really good job. And her track record shows that. So I can't wait to see what else Mary does. And uh, this is definitely not the end of Mary. And uh, there's a rumor that she might be on the pod. Who knows? We'll see. It's a rumor. I have a feeling <laughs> we haven't seen the last of Mary. Yeah, so Iris and Shanice both performed for the win. And she announced that Miss Shanice Cassadine was the winner of season three of War of the Roses. You better work, bitch. Uh, I think Shanice definitely deserved to win. I think it was such a good moment for her. And listen, Shanice turned that finale out so it's undeniable she did that and that makes her the first girl to ever be eliminated and come back and win shangela who (laughs) right gagatandra um so yeah guys this is season three uh i think we should do before we wait so we didn't do a top uh we haven't done a top bloom we didn't do a top bloom of the week and we also didn't didn't do do um, yeah there you go Okay, so the trend alert this week actually is perfection because we didn't we didn't uh, we didn't hate a single thing anyone did. Right. Look at Kayla too. Can we talk about Kayla real quick? The yeah, Kayla. Uh, Kayla's my top bloom. <laughs> winner of season two, War of the Roses. Look at this goddamn look. Fuck. I, my my thoughts are usually the gall that I had to think that I would beat this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like the nerve, the delusion. <laughs> she's amazing i love kayla she's honestly she's really really good at drag so i can't wait yeah. to see what else she does now that she's relinquished her duties as miss war of the roses to miss shanice um what would wait, be a trend for you my trend alert okay this is this is shady and i don't care uh no nails oh. listen fuck you bitch you don't understand i do understand i don't wear nails <laughs> girl that's why you didn't win your season bitch you didn't put nails on <laughs> you know yeah hey here's the thing kayla had nails on because she sat next to me and the diva had her nails sprawled out on the fucking counter 
putting them on during the show. And I was like, girl, <laughs> this is too much. Should we do a top bloom for Bella, the hostess of War of the Roses? Yeah, I think we've neglected our opportunity to bully the host. So um, <laughs> pull up her shit. Let's let's go through her stuff. Yeah. Now, first of all, I want to preface this with saying Bella's look every week has been perfection. Like she looks so good. Right. And uh, the amount of hatred I have towards her is immense uh, because I could never. Um, that being said, I think we should, we should only choose one look to be our favorite. Okay. Um, there are eight of them here in front of us. Uh, which one is your favorite? We, go ahead. And it, give me an explanation. I want a brief explanation. Okay. I honestly, it, this is very difficult doing this because each one of them truly is just magical. Bella knows how to do drag and I hate her. The one that I keep, the one that I keep looking at and that I just want to like, I wish is the the second one, the one that she wore for um for the zodiac. Yeah, the gown moment. Yeah, yeah, this this blue gown with the with the back piece and the head piece and the the drapey stars, a blue gown. This is just really beautiful to me. And it looks, I don't know, it looks cool. It looks interstellar. It looks it's just a really, really good look. And it really shows off the shape of her body, which I just am always envious of. And so I'm choosing that one. That's my favorite look. That's my top bloom for Bella. I think for me, I'm going to go with the look she wore for the space and time ball. I fucking love this look. It is so different for Bella. Like she looks punk. She looks like a superhero and it's a super unique look that I've never seen anyone else do. So like she looks fucking cool. Yeah, I look fucking cool. She looks fucking cool. Well, um, good for her. Definitely some I, I have a trend alert here for for Bella. Um, I'm going to say props. She loves a prop. She was definitely propped out this season. Yeah. Props to you, mama. Um, I agree. I think that props are props are the ticket here. It is the, the yeah, it is the moment for me. Um, speaking of moments, we're going to go ahead and start changing this moment um, and turning into the new moment, which is talking to our guest. Um, wait, Miami, are we ready to move on or am I jumping the gun? No, we're ready. Well, oh, well, I think we should say a grand goodbye to season three. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. I just want to say to everyone that competed in season three, you all did so good. I'm so proud of you. And uh, I can't wait to see what you all do because, you know, at the end of the day, drag never stops. And just because this competition's over does not mean that you are all not going to continue to spread your art all over the world. So I can't wait to see what y'all do. Yeah, and I am so happy that I got to like see these performers that I've never seen before. Um, I'm definitely obsessed with so many of them now. And um, I'm definitely reaching out to a lot of them about being on the pod and I hope that they respond. Um, and this was a really excellent, excellent season. This was really, really good. And um, I really hope to see a lot more of, of, a lot, of all the girls. Yep, they stepped up. Here's the thing. If there is another season, I can't even imagine how it's going to top this last season. They just seem to keep getting better and better. Wow. Well, that's, yep. That's how we're going to end season <laughs> three of War of the Roses review. Yep. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to 
a long lost sister that I never knew that I had. I never knew that I needed. I never knew that I didn't want. Miss Touche Ivanye Duche. She is another Duche. Uh, Miami, how do you feel about how do you feel about this? It's harmful, dangerous, <laughs> gross, disgusting, and should never be promoted. I can't <laughs> wait. It's gonna be fierce. Yes. Um, well, let's go ahead and take a break. See you in a moment. Are you a hella good entertainer? Are you an everyday hella fabulous person? Then you need Hella Wigs. Hella Wigs is owned and operated by the beautiful Ella Rosa. She creates custom wigs that can be styled or unstyled, and they are hella fierce. I'm actually wearing the Miss Lily right now. She's the new Hella Wig custom unit. It's 200% density, hermitese for volume, fully synthetic, and she has a single knotted widow's peak to give you a realistic hairline. So if you want a wig that is hella gorgeous, contact Ella on Facebook or Instagram at Hella Wigs. That's H-E-L-L-A-W-I-G-Z. Links can be found in the description of this episode. All right, guys, we are back. And today we have a very special guest with us. Please welcome to the stage the wonderful talents of Touche Duche. Hi, everybody. Wow. How are you, Diva? I'm doing so great. Um, I made the mistake of going to Palm Springs and then Chicago and then Portland and back to Chicago all within two weeks. So I'm dealing with what we call a sinus infection. How are (laughs) y'all? Wow. Was all of this for for drag or was this... Personal. Not all of not all of it. So like um the Palm Springs trip was a personal thing. I'm originally from SoCal. So like I was like visiting home, so to speak. Um, forgot how terrible it is. Then I moved back to went back to Chicago, that's where I live, and then I run productions in Portland. So I had that to deal with for Halloween, and now I'm back and I'm dying. It's great. Yeah. So I don't know anything about geography, but I don't <laughs> think Portland and uh Chicago are that close. Are they? Are they close? Mm-hmm. No, they are not. They're about a four-hour plane ride away. No, and no. so what what is that like? Are you like run are you always there? Are you planning stuff remotely? What's that? Yeah. So um the way it kind of works is I I lived in Portland. That's where I started drag. I've recently moved to Chicago uh in August. Um, but I kind of am one of like the it girls in Portland, not to boost my own horn. Um and I run a lot of productions in town. I'm one of the only producers that brings out like Drag Race Girls, Dracula, California Kiki Entertainers uh, on a consistent basis, as well as I run several um, productions and a monthly bar pageant um, out there. So I'm still really like entrenched, uh, but trying to slowly separate and focus on my time here in Chicago. Come on, book blessed and busy bitch. Damn. <laughs> I, I would call it booked if I was getting paid, but as the financier, um, I'm not getting a lot of money out of it. So we're kind of putting in the time and waiting for it to sort of pan out, I guess, is where we're at. Broke, blessed, and busy. Got it. That's why um, we have a husband. <laughs> we love that. I want to know, how did you get started in the field of drag? How'd you find this art form? Oh, my God. So um, I was a little faggy bumfuck. Was faggy okay? Can I say that? Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was not though. Oh, bumfuck! My bad. I don't want to be insensitive to the country bumpkins. I'm so sorry. Uh, No, I was a faggy bumfuck little faggot um, out in the middle of nowhere. Um, 
out in like the desert of Southern California, uh, just really gay, but was kind of lied to my entire childhood and told I wasn't, uh, came out. And then a friend of mine uh, one night was just like, you know, you're gay, right? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel like I'm bisexual. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I feel like I'm living the bi fantasy. Um, and they said, no, you're gay. Also, you're gonna be a drag queen one day. So you better download Grindr now and start playing with makeup. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a lot. Uh, and then two years after that, um, I went to my first drag show for Pride uh, and looked like an absolute mess. And here we are. Wow. Yeah, it's um, a lot. Yeah, I love how the instinct uh, to go gay was to download Grinder and learn how to do makeup. I actually think that's really fierce um, advice. So for anyone who is on the brink of coming out, um, do those things. Yeah, Grinder really is the solution to all the world's problems. I'm waiting for us to get to that point as a society. <laughs> yeah, whenever you think you're gay, just remember that all you have to do is suck a dick and you'll find out. Just suck a dick. Like, let me tell you, I love sucking a dick. I don't, I can't explain why. I'm just like, oh, it's just, it's the most amazing thing in the world. It's just fulfilling. And it really validates my identity as a Nintendo Switch. Like, I really live that fantasy. It's great for me. And I encourage everyone yeah, to try I it. you understand. I'm obsessed. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> wow okay so thanks for telling us the story of how you got started i am so curious so um for listeners y'all you obviously heard that her name is the last name is duche we are in no way related we don't know each other we've never met in fact i think it was just this past summer maybe a couple months before is when we kind of got introduced to each other because i just reached out i don't know what happened someone was like hey this person's last name is duche and i was like fuck i gotta figure out who they are so in any case how did you get to this name and what do you think it means to be a duche this is the part where miami we don't care about you anymore Lovely. Let me break this down for you. So Duche, Touche Duche wasn't the first name we started with. I don't know if yours was the first one you came up with. But for me, I had two other iterations. Um, my first name I came up with, which is really, really traumatic for me, uh, was D.D. Klein. Really bad. It was horrible. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like, no, sweetie, no. Luckily, nobody knew who I was. I was just doing it on Instagram at that point. No idea what I was doing. Uh, the eyeliner was thick and it was chunky. Then I'm like, eventually, when I was drinking like in some bar somewhere because I was depressed and lonely, I'm like, you know what? D.D. Klein is a bad name. You know what's a good name is Winnie Beach. Winnie Beach sounds like a great drag name. Let's go with that. And so I ran with that. Still, nobody knew who I was. Nothing was happening. I'm like, great. I'm stuck in this little just cesspool of not having a great name. So one day, as us bumfuck faggots do, um, douching in the shower, and I was also really stoned on top of it. Sorry, I smoke a lot of weed. I'm really sorry if that's like triggering for the Midwestern audience, but I do live in Illinois. Um, I was in the shower and I was, you know, huffing my poppers to get the douche happening. And I'm like, wow, I really feel so good after I douche my tush. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I sat up, got off my hands and knees. I'm like, wait a minute. Touche douche. Touche, douche. Oh my God, that's it. Touche, douche. I Googled it. I had to make sure I'm like, nobody else better have this fucking name. I looked up Touche, douche. Not a single other drag queen has thought of it in the entire time of the history of drags. I'm like, it's mine. And here we are. And we're stuck with it and the pain and agony of the demon possession that comes along. Wow. You know, yeah, I also yeah. got my name while I also was douching. And Isn't it funny? 
Maybe that I I have to ask the other Duches if that's how they got their name, because if it is, maybe that's how you become a part of the Duche family. Miami Rose, what do you think about uh, what do you think about this other Duche? Wow. It's like I blink and you are just multiplying. I love it. Wait, there's is there like more a- than is there more than just you two? Yeah, there's more. So like there's like, I think, seven of us across the country. Girl, not this shit. I can't. I can barely <laughs> handle one Annalie. I can't imagine a ton of fucking douches. You know, I actually, I also got my name from douching too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rose. It co- comes from my asshole. Yeah. Oh, because it. it all came out. Gotcha. That's always mm-hmm. a fun time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Especially in Miami, you know, it's a great city. Really positive there. Fort Lauderdale's just north. Like, what a great time to be alive. Fort Lauderdale is my drag king name if I ever decide to switch it up. So. We love it. Wow. Yeah. So Touche Touche, you got started in Portland. Portland, unfortunately, yes. Uh, Okay. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Looks like we've hit a button. Why are you, why is that unfortunate? Oh, my God. Um, Well, as we know. Also, we we bleep names here if if you want to name names. I might be naming names because I was dealing with something last week and it's a lot right now. Uh, No, so here's the thing. Uh, Drag is different for everyone. In some places, it's a profession and it's an industry. For some places, it's like a community event and it's fun. And in some places, Portland, Oregon, it's about stroking your own ego and circle jerking yourself until you've just come all over everything and you think you own it. And that's what happens a lot in Portland. And it's great, but at the same time, it's horrible. Okay, so I, I feel like I would fit in really well there. Um, <laughs> you would, I mean, if, right, you don't, say circle jerk. if you don't care about other people, if you are only in it for yourself and you don't care about making sure everyone makes money and actually thrives, then you'll do great. You'll do really mm-hmm. well in Portland. Yeah, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a weird scene. They're very focused on the, um, the court system. I don't know if you guys have any courts where you're at, but like the national court system is very prominent. The Rose Court's one of the oldest founding members of it. So that organization is really like, kind of like has its tentacles and everything. And if you're not part of it, you kind of get really fucked over. And as someone who wasn't a part of that, I really kind of got screwed by a lot of things, especially because um, I was one of the few people that came into Portland and tried to shake up the industry by paying people, having a standard of conduct and working professionally as if someone was doing it for a job. It's uh, the fun place that's really kind of backwards. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. How did you find yourself then becoming such a prominent producer in Portland with some of those barriers that existed? You know, it was a combination of things. Um, One, I have a large business acumen and a background in finance. So I have the ability to actually talk on the levels of the businesses and to give them the conversations they need to be able to move forward with things. So I could do what I want and they would believe that they would make money, which is a really fun joke. I pulled on a lot of people. Um, (laughs) uh, Another thing is my drag family. Um, My drag mother is Coco Jim Holiday. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she was on Camp Wanakiki season two. Uh, She was one of the finalists and she moved to Portland around the same time I started. Uh, We kind of connected and she's built herself up. She's now an event manager at one of the bars I work at. along with kind of working everywhere in the city. And don't want to say I wrote her coattails, but I really wrote her coattails to success. <laughs> so the combination of like just knowing the right people and also knowing how to talk the talk with these businesses to get to me where I was, which many, many others are not happy about. Yeah, I actually really like hearing this because I don't think, <clears throat> I don't think people realize that to really start making money 
and I guess this is true of any any type of success that you are looking for. You have to find out what the language of success is in those circles. Um, I think we can liken it to the idea of code switching. So like, how can I learn the language of, of the business world while also keeping true to who I am and so that I can find success, but also like change things if they need to be changed. Um, so I think that's a really interesting thing to hear. Um, so go, go read a book, people, is what we're saying. Yeah. <laughs> go read a book. Also, um, find ways to communicate. Like a lot of businesses, if you're saying, if your platform is, hey, I'd love to do a drag show here so we can showcase the creativity of these artists and we can build community and make it a safe space. Most businesses that aren't queer, even the queer ones, aren't going to run with that because there's no money in it. You got to come at it and be like, hey, listen, I have this group of entertainers. We have this type of a following. We want to throw this type of event. If you pay me this, 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 and this, um, we can do this, this, and this for you to get people in the building, to be buying your drinks, to be buying or whatever they're doing there to get, you know, foot traffic as well as um, notoriety for your venue. So it's about knowing how to communicate with spaces, especially if you're trying to work where there's not a lot of queer venues, which in Portland, there aren't really very many anymore uh, to convince them essentially that you're worth the money they're spending on you. It's a fun thing. And also Portland hates that because for some reason, nobody in the 80 years that Portland's been doing drag has figured that out, which is really ironic and kind of funny to me. Um, well, um, actually, I think we can transition into the topic at hand, right. which is what is what what is it like for you to have kind of moved, uprooted your life? You're a transplant now. And I guess, would you say you're starting over in, in finding a drag scene? Absolutely. So I relocated to Chicago um, and everyone kind of, if you're in drag, has heard of the Chicago drag scene. It's one of the bigger ones out there. Like there's New York, L.A. and then Chicago, you know, like those are the three big ones. And um, relocating as someone who comes from an established scene um, to another scene where nobody knows who you are, it's like a, a blessing and a curse because no one knows who you are. So you have no reputation, but also nobody knows who you are. So nobody's really hiring you. So it's about like navigating, how am I putting myself back out there so that I'm marketable without, you know, garnering, say, a reputation where people don't want to work with you or you're difficult to be around or you cause drama, blah, blah, blah. Whether those things are true or not, those things do kind of crop up around entertainers, especially if you're a seasoned entertainer entering a new place and uh, the wrong you know, sort of message comes across in first impressions. Also, I'm yeah. rambling a lot. I'm so sorry if I'm oh, like, no. monopolizing no, no, no. your time. <laughs> Ramble on. Look, we are here so people can share their mm -hmm. ideas, their advice, their stories. Lovely. So you, yeah. this is not about us. It's about you. Oh my God. Wow. For the first time ever, it's about me. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. So I wouldn't call myself necessarily a transplant um, in, in terms of like drag. Um, so I got start, I'm not from Arkansas, but I got started okay. in Arkansas. Right. Um, and oh, it looks like Miami's Ooh. gone. Wow. She's not a fan anyway. <laughs> well, um, that really threw me off. Yeah. So, uh, I got started in Arkansas and what is also true is that Memphis is about an hour away from me, which is in Tennessee. And that there's already like such an established group of performers there that when I first started performing in Memphis, I definitely felt like, I'm not sure if I belong here. It feels like they already know what's up. Do they really want a new person coming in? So I can definitely get behind the idea of like maybe feeling uncomfortable mm -hmm. um, in a scene that's already established while also trying to establish yourself. Cause that that is kind yeah. of a, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's a lot, especially like if you don't know anybody, like if you're moving to a scene and you know a few people, like it's a little different because then you have those inroads. I moved here not really knowing anybody. Like I booked Lucy Stuhl one time for an event over the summer and, um, you know, the Vixen just recently for Halloween. But other than that, I don't really know people here. And it's it's intimidating, especially if you're like an extroverted introvert like I am going out to somewhere you don't recognize it's like it's all it's overwhelming you know even if you're in drag it's like oh my god i don't know anybody and this is a lot my adhd is going crazy you know it's it's a lot to deal with so finding those ways to like network and introduce yourself to a whole new group of people you know is it's tough and it can really be like a mind fuck sometimes can y'all hear me we can not now not welcome fucking, back first of all, bitch, where the fuck were you shit glitching Ooh. my oh. phone has not been fuck- i've been fucking frozen Listening to y'all sound like robots for the past fucking five minutes. I think I got it fixed. Okay, oh we God. love it. So let's um, rewind then and go back to the topic. Basically, don't go to Portland, Oregon. It's a trap. Chicago's great, but it's also really intimidating. Also, I'm pretty and this is about me is what she said. So I'm kind of rolling with that and feeding into my narcissism. Any thoughts? We love a brew cap. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll just jump right back into it. Um, I want to know where has been like your favorite place to go? You know, this whole this whole pod we're talking about, you know, traveling and starting over in new places. Mm-hmm. Is there a place that's like really been like, oh shit, this is where I want to be? Um, definitely. Uh, like Chicago definitely was one of those places I wanted to go to. I've never been here before, but after moving here, like everyone in this scene is here to work. Like there's a lot of transplants in Chicago, a lot of people moving to go there to do drag, which is something I really appreciate because I take myself very seriously, but also have fun with it. And it's the same with this group of people. Another place that I've really enjoyed is actually my hometown of San Diego. Um, I go back to visit from time to time. And and I just went recently earlier this year. And like, even though I didn't go and drag, like the Queens just welcomed me in and they were super friendly and they were like so on board with having someone just come in and join them. It's like definitely Chicago and also the San Diego drag scene are really like those places that I feel the most comfortable in. Do you have any advice for maybe like a new queen that's looking to move to a new location and start drag? Do you have any advice for them on how they could, you know, jump into the scene? Oh my goodness, so much advice. And I have lots of advice for new queens on my podcast, Cooking Up a Queen, which you can listen to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere you can get podcasts. Um <laughs> Insert a ding, Annalie. Insert a ding. Yes, I will. I'll make sure. Ding. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Uh, no, I have a lot of advice for new queens. I think any drag queen, if they don't have an opinion, isn't doing drag right. <laughs> so, um, I mean, be put yourself out there, but like, don't open yourself up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, put yourself out there, make sure people are aware of you, have a clear idea of what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish going out and um, make sure that you have a lot of protection for yourself because if we're being real drag queens don't do drag because we're stable people we do drag because a lot of us are just broken ass motherfuckers who need to deal with trauma so (laughs) that also means that we really cause issues and project our problems onto other people so if you're a new queen don't necessarily become best friends with everyone the first time you meet them like take your time put your dip your toe in because there's clicks there's drama there's history there's fights that you necessarily don't want to be involved with so find a way to navigate those without necessarily pissing off or taking an opinion on them but still being respectful of other people's feelings and the history that is there like i don't know if that made any sense but protect yourself by not being everyone's best friend i guess is what i'm trying to say yeah i just heard something about dipping your toes into something and then my mind went on a, a whole nother 
tangent. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we're going to take a break soon. I do want to ask uh, another question, unless Miami has one. Um, after me, though, I want to ask my question first. Thank you, Miami. Um, wow. The question that I have is, is through your experience of moving and, and you know, trying to figure out who Touche Yvonne Duche is in Chicago, mm-hmm. what have you learned? What has your drag persona or um, your non-drag persona learned about this experience? Or through this experience? Um, I have learned flexibility. (laughs) And let me tell you about an experience I had that really taught this to me. So when you introduce yourself to a new scene, um, there's usually like a pecking order that of events and shows and competitions you kind of have to go through, which are like not bottom of the barrel, but they're like the intro shows. Like they're the bar competitions. They're the weekly, you know, um, open call shows, that sort of a thing. So navigating those is like, a lot for me, especially because I run some of those events in Portland. Uh, But most recently, I did a competition here in Chicago called Fresh Faces. It's every Friday night hosted by the Kool-Aid sisters at Hydrate Nightclub. Um, And this event really taught me that even though I may plan something, I have to be able to run with other stuff because I'm very much a planner for my numbers. I do concepts. I kind of like create narratives for people. Um, I went into this competition, not knowing anybody, kind of just checking it out, figuring out what's going on. So I go in, I start getting ready for this new mix I just made, this new performance I've never done with this brand new gown, brand new hair. Like I was serving an 80s fantasy, such a goddess moment, like down boots. Um, Get there, zipper pops on me as soon as I put the brand new dress on. Just had this thing rhinestone, $250 worth of rhinestones on this dress. Just zipper pops I'm like great okay so I shimmy it together like my teeth and make the zipper stick again pops again so I'm like okay outfit's not gonna work so I'm kind of like okay gotta roll with it gotta roll with it gotta roll with it then the DJ comes downstairs and says hey this is a list of entertainers whose songs aren't playing and of course my name was the last name on the list so I go upstairs they just can't get my number to load this brand new mix I've been rehearsing for like two days so I'm like great okay so I don't have my look I don't have my number Hmm, let's just pull it together and see what happens. So I pulled together this backup look with a backup number I had no plan on doing that night. And then as they're introducing us onto the stage, I found out I'm first in the set list because no one told us it was a first come first serve on the set list. So don't have my number, don't have my look, first up. And then they say, oh, and welcome our special guest judge for the night, Aurora Sexton. And I'm like, oh my God. Lesson learned, um, you gotta be able to be flexible and still have fun with things, even if everything you plan falls apart. And it's something that I'm having to learn navigating a lot of this stuff here. Yeah, I'm sure Miami can relate to mm-hmm. having nothing go her way. Oh wow. girl, you have a story. <laughs> wow, bitch. <laughs> no, I get it. Like literally my, with my luck, nothing ever goes right at all so i fully relate to that and um honestly i'm sure you fucking turned out though like how did it how did the night turn out oh my god i didn't even place um (laughs) (laughs) wow the two two of the judges made comments the third one didn't even have anything to say they just said i have no comments um they were nice enough to comment I mean, I had a pretty outfit. I actually had this, I have it right here. I had like this bodysuit as my backup looks. Like I had a cute look, but I just was so unprepared. I almost slipped on a reveal coat I had. Like it was, it wasn't good. It was not my good number. And it's because I didn't have the flexibility to be able to roll with it. And I remember that drag is still fun. And if you're not having fun, the audience won't have fun with it. <laughs> and it's a hard well, lesson you know, to learn. Every, every performance is a learning experience. That's mm-hmm. something that I've really tried to tell myself with everything I do, because I don't know if you're like me, but like for me, everything I do, if it's on video and i watch it i cringe oh absolutely. i'm very much i'm very much that person like i i feel like 
at any moment I could be a hundred times better. I'm very hard on myself. So, but I do commend you for like not giving up. I commend you for like going out and still doing it. Cause I know some girls would literally have just been like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm quitting drag. (laughs) Oh no, honey. I've spent too much money on this to quit at this point. (laughs) Speaking of quitting, we are going to, we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to be answering some viewer questions Uh, So make sure you stick around, listen to the commercials, give us some coin, and we'll be right back. I know this club where everybody goes, because they always turn the sickest drag shows. And just so everybody knows, the best place to party is Atomic Rose. Atomic Rose is the place to be every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. On Friday, Bella DeBall kicks off the weekend in the Rose Garden at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. Then on Saturday, comes the a drag show extravaganza that includes three rounds of entertainment in the ballroom at 10 p.m. The dance floor opens at 12 a.m. And round out your weekend on Sunday. It's a rainbow brunch show with Bella DeBall at 12.30. Enjoy a full brunch menu by an award-winning chef starting at 11 a.m. Then join Patio Furniture as she takes over at 2 p.m. for Bingo with Patio. Not to mention, Atomic Rose has a great selection of drinks, delicious food, captivating performances, a live twerk contest with prizes, as well as so much more. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram at Atomic Rose Memphis for all of the latest updates. Atomic Rose is fun for everyone. And at the end of every show, you'll leave with just one question. Are you not entertained? All righty, welcome back from the break. Um, Touche, what did you do during the break? Oh my God, um, I was talking with you, my dear my dear sister from another mister about how I'm pretty sure Alec Baldwin has shot more people. This is just the first time we've heard about it. Because that's where I'm rolling with my night. <laughs> I plead the fifth to that conversation ever happening. <laughs> no, I mean, let me tell you, that man has too much sex appeal to not have killed somebody before. Like, there's just, there's no way. There's no way. But that's just my opinion and my hot take, you know? Are you saying he shot someone or shot on someone? I mean, probably both and shot in plenty of people with all those little Irish demons running around his home. Like, mm. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Speaking of Irish demons, these (laughs) questions are coming straight from the pits of hell. Now, keep in mind, we like to forewarn all of our uh, all of our guests. Our viewers can sometimes be a little much. They like to come for our throats. Uh, So just be ready. Also, I have not read any of these questions. So Anneli picked them out this week. So I I don't really know what to expect. So we're just going to jump into this. We're going to get into the first question. And it reads, how do you go about getting booked? Is it too forward to message a show director and inquire? Or should I just wait and hope to be contacted? Any advice on how to get into a show? Mm, What a fun question. Um, Do you guys have any comments you want to share first? You want me to just jump right in with this? I think immediately I do want to say, do not wait and hope to be contacted. That is a terrible thing. Um, if nobody knows to contact you, then nobody's going to contact you. You, you at some point are going to have to take a risk in uh, really putting yourself out there and asking to be booked is my personal opinion. And I, I also think that something that you could start doing is if you don't feel comfortable yet, maybe go to the shows. Mm-hmm. Go go be a patron of the show for a couple of times and get your face recognized, introduce yourself like, hey, I'm so excited for the show. 
and then you know eventually make your way to to the director and ask them if, if they if you can be in it they'll probably say yes Absolutely. Like, you know, go out there, show up in face, show them what you're presenting, wear your looks, tip the girls, make sure everyone knows who you are. If they ask for audience participation, you go out and participate in that stupid little shot number that you got to do to get that free little uh, fireball shot. You know, you won't be able to succeed unless you put yourself out there. Like, and for me starting out both and starting drag and now in a new city, like if you don't put yourself out there, they're not going to know who you are. So waiting on someone to reach out to you is just kind of like waiting for a starter gun to go off. You're never going to get there unless you put in the work and put in the, you know, the leg work to get people to know who you are. It's just, you got to be there. You've got to be there and do shit. Yeah. You are not Beyonce. Um, and people are not going to reach out to your manager and try to get you there. Mm. You know? I tell people they're not Beyonce all the time. That's probably <laughs> why I'm not very liked in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow well love that just don't be a flop and you know show up to these gigs and and do your thing and make sure people know who you are because at the end of the day if you're not handing out business cards they're not going to remember you so make it make it memorable also, speaking of like, memorable oh go ahead well, i was gonna say one more thing on that i was also gonna say if you have social media which all of us do at this point like share the show poster on your Instagram story like and tag the producer be like hey check out this fun show I'm gonna be out there supporting like that's just another way to get the, the name on things too excellent advice for sure as you were <clears> saying <throat> before I cut you all off go ahead yeah Miami were you gonna say something or were you gonna do a terrible segue into the question um I was just gonna say if you don't want to book the person that asked this question you can book me instead um go ahead <laughs> well I'm gonna go ahead and read this next question um so this is a fun one. It's what would your entrance slash exit line be for a televised drag competition? Is what the question reads. I imagine this is like, what would you say when you enter or leave RuPaul's Drag Race is probably what they were asking. I've never thought about this question. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> I have, um, and I actually wrote it down and I actually am pretty proud of it. Um, I, I will share first. Uh, hopefully it's funny. I don't know. So if I entered, what I would want to say is, hi, I'm Annalie Duchet. I'm here to talk about your car's extended warranty. Oh my God. Wow. And this is where I would hang up. My exit line. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, no, that's that's a good one, girl. I like. No, that. it's okay. Look, I've I've got to work on the delivery. My exit line would be, "Well, time to go talk to my therapist," and then I'd walk off. Mm, good one, love that. Yeah. You know, mental you. health is important. Are you sponsored by BetterHelp? Do you guys have any like mental health discount codes we should know about? Ten percent off. Yes, ten percent off. Don't I lie to the people, Miami. Do not lie to the people. <laughs> Miss Miami, what would your entrance line be? Have you thought about this? You know, I think if I was to walk onto a TV show that's that was, you know, like Drag Race or Dragula, mm -hmm. I would walk in and I, okay, first of all, my, my thought for the look would be I would wear a toilet paper outfit and I would have a toilet lid purse. It would just be like mm -hmm. the lid of a toilet and it would be on a chain and I would walk in and I would say, do not go in there because I'm the shit. And that would be mine. <laughs> Love that. And uh, I wouldn't have an exit thing because I'm going to win, period. Oh, man. Listen to um, I'm, I'm going home say, for sure. <laughs> I would have to say me walking in, I would just look at the girls up and down and be like, wow, you're not Beyonce. And just leave it at that. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> we love it. We love it. Wow. 
Um, so long story short, RuPaul, here's three amazing contestants. Just, you know, pull us and we'll turn it out. We have great entrance lines. Uh, speaking of great things, this next question is great. It reads, I really want to learn more about drag. How did you learn what you know? Do you have a drag mom? What's the best way to grow in my craft? Oh, um, well, if you're wanting to learn more about drag, um, just do research immerse yourself in the culture immerse yourself in the media like follow famous queens and then by following famous queens more less famous queens will pop up and then eventually you'll get down to the gutter boots which is your local drag scene and then you'll maybe find somebody that you can latch on to see girls you know see kind of what you're working with and also like just don't do drag just don't do it there's a lot of us out here already i love that you're enthusiastic but please just stop we're really trying hard to end this overpopulation we're castrating rabbits every day and night and they're still popping up so if you want to learn and be a fan that's fine but like don't come for my gig thank you period Mm. nothing more to say just don't Mm. fucking do drag like period don't do it it's a trap. Like, honestly, drag is for broken people. <laughs> and broken- let me say this as well. Doing drag, it's fucking expensive. It can be very tolling on your mind. People oh love gosh. to fuck with drag queens, especially other drag queens. They all love mm-hmm. to fuck with each other. Um, it's not an easy business to get into. And very little people find, like, major success with it. Like, very little people. So if you're wanting yeah. a money pit that's miserable and just makes you feel like shit, do drag. It's fun. Yes. Um, I have this room full of expensive things that I don't get paid enough to compensate for. It's great. Very that. <laughs> it's, it's very that. Mm-hmm. I have a room full of cheap shit, uh, but it there also is too much there for me. So. Mm-hmm. What about you, Annalie? Do you have any advice? Um... Well, I was going to come in here all bubbles and sparkles and, um, and, uh, yeah, you know what, here's what I'm going to say. If you're really, if you, you heard, you heard, you, you heard them plead their case mm-hmm. at this point, it's your decision. <laughs> if you're going to go ahead and, uh, give the green light. Yeah. Um, you got the green I w- light. <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah, go find some sources of inspiration. It doesn't just have mm-hmm. to be drag. I think it could be from art. It could be from movies. It could be from media. Go find sources of inspiration, um, for sure. Uh, I don't have a drag mom. Everything that I learned has been, though, from the people that I've performed with and the people that I look up to. I love being around the more local performers. Um, they always have amazing stories. And how can what's the best way to grow on my craft? Honestly, just fucking do it and take risks and try. If you are scared to try something, try it. And if you suck, yeah. you suck. And do your Absolutely. own thing. Don't copy other people. That's like mm-hmm. so lame. It's art. You know, there can't yeah. be 20 fucking Violet Tchotchkes. Be your own thing. God, who wants 20 fucking Violet Tchotchkes? Oh my God. That sounds like hell. I don't know. No, don't do that. Stop. No. <laughs> Unless Violet wants to be on the pod, then we love you. Annalie, you want to punch me in the face with this last question? No, I just want to punch you in the face though, but I will go ahead and ask the question. So do you think that you inspire others? If yes give an example if not why not (laughs) what (laughs) okay um here's the thing I don't like this question because I just it feels very like I'm gonna be fishing for compliments type of things I don't know um sucking your own dick there you go it feels like I'm gonna be sucking my own dick which honestly if I could I might yeah if you could, that's very inspirational. I'd love to hear your story and journey. Like, I want to know about that. Like, tell me more, you know? 
Yeah. So do I think I inspire others? I would say I've definitely had people come up to me and they've been like, oh my God, you're the first beauty drag queen I've ever seen. And I'm obsessed. Like I've heard those types of things before. Um, I've definitely heard uh, Miami say, oh my God, Anneli, you're so amazing. How do you have the mind that you have? Can you help me? And so I definitely inspire, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely inspire other people for sure. I, I would say. As someone who knows either of you very well, I can confirm this has happened. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I know I inspire rage and hatred in others. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I have had newer entertainers, like I run a monthly bar type pageant uh, where it is a place for newer entertainers to kind of get themselves out there and get known. I have had a few few of the people come through and say, you know what, you just being out here doing your thing has really inspired me to do this shit. And so then my immediate question is why, what about this is making you think this is a good idea. Um, But at the same time, it's like, whether you want to recognize it or not, if you are someone who has any type of influence or just notoriety anywhere, there are people who are going to look to you, not necessarily look up to you, um, but like they will look to you and see what you do and, kind of take into account the actions you've taken for success you know if you have any success I don't know if what we call any of us do successful but I mean I like to think I'm moderately okay at what I do (laughs) I can't really speak for other people and like what they think of me because I'm not in their head you know what I mean so I mean I'm sure if I do inspire people like thanks I guess I don't really see myself as being like, I know I'm good at drag, but I don't see myself as like, you know, I don't have like a God complex or anything. So it's kind of weird, a weird question to answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I guess if you feel inspired by us, leave us a message in the in the email so we can we can know if we should stroke our egos more on this pod. And if yeah. you feel like but- you have a God complex, you should move to Portland, Oregon and do drag there. Well, lucky for you, we have the entire cast of Portland, Oregon. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Hey, girls. Oh my God. Yes. Please let me know so you can finally stop DMing each other about me and tell me what you think about me to my face. <laughs> I cannot wow. wait to. I cannot wait for them to all listen to this pod. It's going to be amazing. Thank yeah, you. Thank so God fun. we're so big in the Portland scene. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> guys, just it, there's not a lot that's so big in the Portland scene. Let's be real. Still dominated by. And still doing this shit. <laughs> like, that's a oh my god, I'm so excited. We get to bleep <laughs> someone's name. I'm so yes, and they're, they're, yes. they're proud of it. They're like they are old. They have one of the oldest drag clubs in the in the world. Like they they do not know who I am, nor do they care. So <laughs> but you can bleep it if you want. Go for it. <laughs> this one's for you, BB. Well, speaking of not caring, we're going to stop caring about this episode and we're going to start saying goodbye. Um, Miss, uh, Miss other Miss Duche, the other white meat. Um, Come on, what, chicken. Right. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Any social media? I heard you have a podcast. Uh, what are some I things do. that you plug? Oh my God. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Touche Likes Beef. Um, long story to get into that. Invite me back if you want to hear about it. Uh, so follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Touche Likes Beef, T-O-U-C-H-E-L-I-K-E-S-B-E-E-F, Beef Queen. Um, I also have a podcast I do. It's a limited release series that I occasionally update with my drag mother. It's called Cooking Up a Queen. We kind of started it as a do's and don'ts guide for new entertainers. So if you are wanting to 
get some helpful hints or just our deranged opinions on how to start out doing stuff in queer nightlife, check it out. It's on anywhere you can stream podcasts. We are coming out with some new episode releases in the next couple of months. Um, and then I have a YouTube I never update. It's Touche Duche. So check it out. See my old um, pain of doing digital drag that all of us decided was a good idea for three months before we realized there was no money in it. Check it out. We love a uh, <laughs> a busy bitch, bitch. You've got some motherfucking gigs, honey. Well, yeah. guys, this is the pod. I want to thank you so much for coming in and doing this shit with us. I know this is like probably the most hodgepodge, hokey pokey bullshit that you've done. So... <laughs> Thank you for doing it. We appreciate it. Honestly, it was a real pleasure that someone wants to hear my opinions on something. So thank you. Wow. <laughs> Want is a, is a strong word here. Okay, it was an open forum. I signed up. Sorry, I have to be honest with the people. Wow. <laughs> Out me. Wow. <laughs> well, guys, this is the end of the pod. Make sure that you uh, don't be homophobic. I hope you have a great day. Annalie, is there anything you want to say before we go? Thank you for everyone listening. And seriously, thank you so much, Touche. I'm so glad that we we have not still officially met, but I'm glad to meet another Duche. Um, I have been keeping up with you ever since I met you, and it seems like you're doing a lot of really amazing things. Congrats on your move. Uh, I hope you find some form of moderate to severe psoriasis. Same. And hey, maybe one of these days I'll find my way in Memphis. We'll get together and have a good time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Period. Well, that's probably not going to happen because I've given both of your locations to Alex Baldwin and he will be coming to, to shoot in you soon. So, Wow, I didn't know I was starring in a major motion picture. Let me get a director real quick. Just target practice. Oh, Rachel, can we get a director? Oh, oh my God, Rachel's on the roof again. Guys, we got to go. Cut the shit. Bye. Well, thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you would like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, Send us an email at areweprettypodcasts at gmail.com. You can follow Miami on Instagram at Miami, And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at AnnalieDreams. Our music from this podcast is produced by Evans Beats. Thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Stay pretty. Stay pretty.